Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 64 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. Um, this week, this is a, this is going to be interesting. We have kind of a double header uh, set of guests on the show, and um, it's kind of different ends of the spectrum. We were talking to them a little bit earlier before the show started, and that's the best way to put it, I think. So uh, we have Frank Farga and Doug Fiscali on the line. So we have the kit designer, and then we have Frank, who completely just tears them apart and uh, does some crazy awesome stuff with it. So I'm excited to get both of you guys talking and kind of going back and forth on what you guys think of, like, you know, assembling structures and design. So welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. Cool. Well, actually, real quick, before we start, this will take 30 seconds. Uh, we did get one new patron this week, so I want to give a shout-out to Brian Tucker. He's actually – this is pretty cool. Um, he found us, and he was giving us a shout-out in on Instagram. I guess his son got into model railroading. Um, I hope I'm getting this story correct, Brian. His son got into model railroading, and he found us through – our podcast and gave us a shout out on Instagram unsolicited uh, about the show and how much, uh, how cool he thinks that it's also a father and son duo in my dad and I um, doing all this stuff to help promote fine scale modeling. So he got hooked on the fine scale end and doing all these crazy things from seeing what us and what you guys are doing and the whole world. So thanks Brian for becoming a patron. If you guys want to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs and keep our show going. Help us do some awesome stuff. So with that, we're going to jump into the show and talking to Frank and Doug. And then later, if we have some questions, we'll hit them too. So we'll give it a, we'll start uh, kicking it off here. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, like I said, uh, welcome to the show here tonight, and we're glad to have you on. I mean, it says uh, this is the what we want to talk about and focus on is well. First of all, I I've known Frank for a while now. I've been uh, following him on his uh, Facebook group page, and that is Model Railroad Structures and Scenery, and um, it's a great page, and there's uh, some amazing modelers on it. And I was in there looking at, it's the second time I've seen it, it uh, where he has taken uh, a Foscale Models building, or uh, now it's a terminal, and he's taken them and just totally redone them, keeping a lot of the features that are, that are so great about the, these kits that uh, Doug puts together. Um, and then he puts his own massive twist on it like like brett was saying and uh you know incredible super detail uh makes the build adds extra walls and it, it's insane um but i didn't think that doug had ever seen it because i looked through the list of members of the group and i was like ah one night and i was like doug's gotta see this you know so i kind of added him to the group page and then i sent him a private message and i said doug you got to go check out frank's stuff man and um and and of course he did and um i think uh, you're a good guy thank you it was (laughs) well i mean he had to see it your work is just uh it works great and his works great and that's what brett was we were saying before the show you i think it was i don't know which one of you two said it but um it's you know opposite ends of the spectrum but it's the same spectrum um it's the the kit designer 
and Doug, who makes these truly unique, when you first see them, you're like, wow, I, I, I need to buy that kit. Whether it fits yep. your layout or yep. not, you're, you're going, yeah. oh, I need to get that. Okay. Yeah. And, and then you'll see Frank take that same kit that we're all wowing over and going, I can't wait to build it. And like, it looks so incredible like it is. And then Frank yeah. takes it and goes, oh, I'm going to turn this into this crazy monstrosity that would be seen not unrealistically in totally realism uh real realistically um puts it into a city scene that's just packed solid with this incredible detail and um so i'm glad to have you both on holy cow and have you been talking this whole time yeah, I have. I went up oh, yeah. to go get a soda. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let these guys do a lot oh, of talking. Oh, my goodness. Tonight. Let's get them talking I here. To, I need to introduce. <laughs> all right, all right. Todd, Todd, Todd yes. uh, uh, one thing that you didn't mention is all the lighting he puts in there. Oh, oh yeah. It's yeah, insane. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, and and, and that's a, that's a that's one of those aspects I'm trying to learn now is the lighting myself and yeah, we and got some we got some impressive. lighting from. Um, um, Microlumina. Microlumina and Bill. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to start doing that here very, very soon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, cool. and, yeah, it's for us to see both of you guys. You're both both inspirational to us. So, so Frank, we'll start with Frank. Um, Doug, feel free to ask questions and talk to each other. Um, I'm I sure you've hear... seen his work. Yeah. Um, but, Frank, you, you know, you're – the, let's go back to the Metzger building uh, okay. when you built that. And you did the IGA. G- give us some insight on – we did talk about it one time before, but um, let, you weren't quite finished with it at the time, I don't believe. And I want to hear your you – know, what was your insight on how, why you decided to turn the Metzger building into an IGA? It looked like from the eight, early 80s or late 70s. And yeah. um, <sighs> Go ahead. Um, sure. I mean, the the whole reason, actually, I was getting ready for the terminal kit, so I wanted to build a, a mid-rise section that kind of transitioned to my high-rise uh, in anticipation of this. It's funny you mention it. Uh, the Metzger building, I mean, it, when you look at it, uh, the back side of the building the, with the U-shape, uh, and even with the, uh, the the terminal, all I'm really doing is I'm, I'm uh, exaggerating his design. So I'm extending them. I'm just in, enlarging them. Maybe I'm adding a few floors underneath, but for the most part, I'm just embellishing uh, his designs. Uh, so for the Metz, uh, the Metzger building, I got two buildings out of that. Uh, if you remember the Rankin Steakhouse, actually, that was my inspiration um, to build that triangular shaped building. I don't know if you if you remember. Yeah, I, I actually built. Remember, yeah. I built Rankin. Rankin, so I'm familiar with that. And I saw that on your layer. Yeah. I'm like, man, there's Rankin, and it was looking good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool kit. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, it, the reason I I buy Doug's stuff is he inspires me, and uh, I just embellish that inspiration, and that's how I I arrive at my end product. To be honest. So what I did for the terminal, he had that great shape for that right building. All I did was, to be honest, I, I kind of just traced it out and measured it. And I, I created the big, like, uh, extra three stories that comprised it. So now we're at six. And then I just went way across to fill up above the terminal. That's all I did. It's really his design. Yeah. 
So thank you for creating that. (laughs) Thanks for, you know, usually I'm happy if someone even just builds the kit as it is out of the box, but I I actually prefer that every one of them were done differently and and as dramatic as yours, because it's just more interesting for me, you know, to look at something and and see how far it could go. Or, you know, sometimes I'll look at someone else's build and my kid will go, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) You know? So it's good because it, so it inspires modelers, but it goes back the other way, and then I get inspired for the next kit, and you know it just it goes back and forth, which is great. Well, I knew that, that Frank great. was. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Frank. I was gonna. I was just gonna say that I heard that you're building a '70s era New York style. So if you're gonna be producing kits like that, man, we're gonna have a great relationship. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, mean, I haven't figured out what kits and what what are the what kind of kits I would do from there yet, but something will come out of it, I'm sure. You know. <laughs> uh, I just I, I know it's not for everyone now. So. Well, I know that Frank was anxious for the terminal because the last time we had him on the show, he mentioned how I, he had just got back from, uh, was that your honeymoon or the cruise or? That particular time I was in Greece with my family, but I hadn't even reached the, the um <laughs> The gate when the plane landed, and as soon as I got the Wi-Fi, I had ordered it. Like, as soon as it, like that's how excited. It's a great kit, and it's limited, so I got right on it. Yeah. You might have been one of the first five, actually. Oh, if I remember correctly. So, oh my! I was on it. Yeah. Um. So, um, with the with the Metzger building, you you said you made two different structures out of one that's kit. Right. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Right. And, and so, um, and what, I mean, it, it, it's the perfect size. I built the Metzger as well and I mm-hmm. built it the way Doug built it. And, uh, because I loved it when I saw it, it was one of those things I just had to go get the Metzger yep. building. We've talked about that before, but I, it was one of my favorite builds I've done. And, um, but the problem, you know, the problem for me is I, I I'm not thinking rip this thing <laughs> into two buildings, man. And it was and it's perfect because in that w- design that he has has three full sides that are storefront, and you, you know you 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 know you took it and and made it into two buildings of storefront, and then you had you know you had the extra floors of course, but then you know there was other unique things that you've added to it um and i've seen doug do the same thing with some of his uh um dioramas that he puts together for when he's when he's showing these for sale um and that is you know taking like sidewalks and and putting them at different heights and levels and stuff on the street and uh your you know your your detail inside door wells and things like that is it's just really well done. Signage, both of you guys on your signs are insane. And I just see a lot of commonality between the styles of modeling that you do, just on two different two different scales. I mean, so, yeah. It's right. two different scales. Uh, right. can I, but, yeah. yeah. Right. Good. Well, can, I, can I just ask you what your background is? Uh, well, I was born in Canada, um, but uh, my father is Hungarian, so European, and my mother is Maltese. Oh no no I meant like architecture I went to well it's nice to know Frank's oh I don't know I don't <laughs> I should have um, specifically yeah I, Archi- I had gone yeah. to school for architecture I, I've always grown up uh, 
designing even since like i was very young you give me a bunch of legos i'll give you 50 different items it's like yeah it's just been yeah. ingrained into me from a young age uh-huh. to create yeah, and yeah. express myself that way that's that's what i figured this is, it shows for sure so because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's usually something like your build it's someone who can't contain all his ideas like you probably have more ideas than you ever have time for <laughs> You know, yeah, and it just, yeah. you know, it just comes out in these bursts of building and designing and stuff. You got it. Cool. That's it. Cool. Now, you, one you of the things, it. one of the things that's cool, you mentioned that that it's a his his energy. One of the things that we noticed before with Frank, and I've noticed it with Doug, is that you take, you know, we all have the same standard set of. Uh, all milers use the same kind of materials and things like that. You guys reach out. I see. I see both of you have done it. You reach out and you're you're trying always trying new things or new materials or ways to make it. And you don't you, you do it so that other milers when they follow you and they ask you how you do it, they can do it in a way that's not overly expensive. Um, yeah, I've seen that you both have done done that. Um, and that's 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 really cool because now you're showing a creativity side that just it it, it it's, it's stuff we never even think of, you know. I feel like I'm kind of just contributing to the overall knowledge, right? So when I'm putting this stuff out and and I'm encouraged, some guy was singing my praise. Oh, you're good, but I've said I'm just telling him no. I'm not. It's not that I'm good. I'm just putting in my share. We're all putting on my page. We're all putting in our share and of of ideas. Mm-hmm. And we're all using yeah. each other's ideas, uh, Jason and everybody. We're all using kind of the same techniques because we're all learning from each other. And mm-hmm. if I can learn from someone else's mistakes or triumphs, then mm-hmm. all the power to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And same for everybody else, I think. So what I notice is Doug, he's putting out these great posts where he's kind of showing his techniques, just like uh, Jason is and you are. And, and sort of I am. I try to keep up, but mm-hmm. it's great in that sense. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I sorry, go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead, Doug. Go. You're the um, guest. I, I, I think uh, it also just it moves everyone's modeling up a level. You know, once we each all get past a certain technique, like, um, you know, about 10 or 12 years ago, I watched uh, some DVDs with um, a modeler. His name is Mike Rose. He did all this, you know, rust colored uh, rust streaks on boxcars and stuff, and he was using oil paint. And I had never used it up until then. And then I started using it. Now I use it, you know, constantly. I can't, like, not use it because it just looks so great. And then once I started using it, then more people start using that. Or, you know, yeah. or we all watch George Celios peel his clapboard. So all of that keeps adding to all of this base of knowledge. And mm-hmm. it just, everyone's modeling keeps moving to this more realistic level, which is, you know, you'll, the only way it happens is with, with the whole community. You can't do it by yourself. Right. You right. Know? I, I agree on that. I mean, if you go just to that group page that 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 um, Frank has, is and and you start rifling down. I was looking for the photos this evening, and um, just so I could just refresh some details in my head. And it, it wasn't that long ago that you posted, you know, your your last post, Frank, which was f- fantastic. But it be between that post and today, there's. Mm-hmm. I, there's another 50 posts of some amazing models by guys. I'm they're new. I've never seen them before, you know. Some uh, different modelers that I've not seen uh, post any photos, and they're just incredible. And I'm seeing more and more talent busting out lately, um, like that. I mean, there's Me too. 
Yeah, it's 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 really impressive to see how many people are 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 fine scale models that just normally don't post anything, and every now and then they do, and you're like, oh my gosh, here's another one, here's another great modeler, you know. And um, I, I I see the community that Doug was speaking of, I see it really starting to explode right now a little bit, which is which is awesome, you know. Yeah, especially you know it's it's in a hobby that everyone always says is dying, which I don't ever believe because there's there's always new people and. To me, it seems to keep growing. So it's, it's it's good to see something contrary to everyone's not everyone, but some people's opinions about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, right. And and I noticed that you know when when Frank we were talking talking about the materials a little bit ago, um, when Frank builds extra walls onto your kits, I mean he's doing it with with you know he he's told us before if he sees it. We, we talked about this before. I think we did it with Doug as well. If you see it, you can make it. That's my theory. Um, mm. You know. Yeah. yeah. So when I buy his kits, um, I don't want to put the backside that you can't see there. Uh, so I'll get two buildings out of it. But obviously now I don't have four sides. So really, I'm just finishing off. I'm keeping what he's done. That's great. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of getting two buildings out of it which is why I got that Metzger building and I got that amazing uh, triangular one. Yeah. 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 You know, your, your, your work reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Dark City. No. It came, no. Out, came, it came out in 1998. It's a kind of a sci-fi movie where uh, there's this group of uh, aliens or something that control how the city, um, it changes every night and the buildings just get extended and they, like walls get pushed out and, and you know the footprint of a building just grows so if you see it you'll you'd know what i mean but that's what you're when you take the kits and just kind of extend it the same wall it just, yeah yeah i get that that's pretty, that's pretty cool and and one of the things we were talking about was the signage that you guys do um doug does some amazing signs on his buildings we've seen some some of the some really big ones I, on the metzger building alone has i don't know how many really cool and un, unusual signs on its side on the top of the one roof and mm-hmm. it's just a, mm-hmm. it, and you know you guys you really think outside the box on your signs and we've talked about this individually with both of you but um you know does that is that just the is that just a spark of art art is that part of your art mind or is that just do you do you pre-see this or do you look look at the building when it's when do you decide since i'm making up the building i don't have a guide for where the sign should go it kind of just it's kind of where it just looks right you know, when you sort of, if you, if, uh, if a painter arranges three pieces of fruit and you kind of put them in a bowl and like, you know, you don't want them all at the same height. You want different heights. You want different, you want one forward, one backwards just to make it more interesting. So it's just kind of just playing with these pieces and, and, and until it looks right. So there's no, I, I couldn't ever give you a formula, you know, for, for how to, how to do it. Right. Um, you know, other than then, it, when when you're stuck, and when I get stuck, which is all the time, I just look at real buildings. You know, I look at real photographs and stuff, or whatever, because it's they it's going to be done right there. Right. And then at the same time, there's also no wrong answer because there's been every configuration of building and you know that you can think of, good or bad. Sure. It's been it's been done. So even if you put the sign in the wrong spot, it's still going to look good. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, good point. So you know. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'll look at it. I'll, I'll, I'll deem is something missing, or is like he said, he described it with the fruit, uh, the arrangement. Some you're, you're looking at it, and something's not right. So you, it might need a bill, billboard on top to finish off a height line, or. I mean, he's a roof guy. He he does such great roofs, so I'm sure he can explain that. But yeah. something will be missing, and you add to it accordingly or respectively. Right? Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of filling a void. You know? It's, yeah, it's a good exactly. way to explain it. Yeah. Like Doug said, or Frank said, I'm not sure which one. Your voices are very similar. So which one of you said about looking at photos? Was that both of you? <laughs> Doug. Oh, it was Doug. Doug. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. you guys! Yeah. I can't believe how much you guys sound alike. Anyhow, <laughs> um, I, I I looked at old photos of old billboards from that era, and I saw some that went vertically up, and it looked like almost like scaffolding, uh, how they were designed. And I was like, ah, oh, I gotta build one of them. And I just friends, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they were called, but <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, and um, and I and I just started cutting some, cutting some wood and painting it, and then you know, cutting different sizes and uh, to what I thought it would do, and I just drew it out real quick on a, on a, and then I spent one evening and just built it, and it, and I was like, wow, that's that's really cool, but it came from photo photographing and, and researching and it came uh, it came from wanting to do something different and doing right, something uh, creative and something that you hadn't seen but you had seen yeah. so that's right. that's the create yeah you want to and you want to think outside the box but still be reality it's kind of a fine line mm -hmm. but like that's the line right right yeah, yeah. so and, you know and i get that inspiration we all find from each other like you like you had all said Brett, you're really quiet over here. Hey, I'm just questions? I'm just soaking it all in. No, I have a few, like but I'm sponge, gonna. Yeah. What's that? Like a sponge soaking it in. Yeah, I'm just soaking it all in. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, well, right now I'm intrigued by by Doug mentioning that he's got another building similar well, yeah, to I mean, the Mexico building in the plans. You know how I am. Anytime that comes up, anytime that comes up in a, any of our podcasts with well, Doug, we get all giddy and excited. Yeah, because I, so. love, I love city structures. Oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah. But anyways, uh, Brett, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I, I'm, um, I'm interested to hear, you know, a little bit about what goes into um, – well, and we we've talked about this briefly with you, or actually, for quite some time with you. The last time we had you on, Frank, um, but I wanted to kind of have you explain to Doug, and maybe go back and forth a little bit on maybe Doug has some questions too about when you get a kit from him, like what goes through your brain, um, and what starts firing off where oh I can chop this off or I can smash this together and I can do this and that and is it is it something that you're doing mentally before you even get it just by looking Absolutely. at the photos or is it like just it just happens just like he, no no it doesn't just happen well no I mean not. Before, no, I'm <laughs> looking at this kid I'm looking at this kid like uh, well before I I get my hands on it I'm all over these pictures like everybody else we're all over these pictures but I'm looking to see. Where, like you said, where where can I cut? Where can I make my cuts? And where can I expand it? But this this kit was so integrated, the uh, the terminal, the right side building, that it was you couldn't cut it. You actually had to expand upon it. Mm -hmm. You couldn't you couldn't cut it because uh, it was, all the lines uh, of the right side building were kind of uh, it came to a point at the back. I'm looking at it right now. It comes to a point at the back, so you can't you can't disrupt that halfway down. You it would make no sense. So you couldn't really touch it. You could expand upon it. This one was a little bit tough, but I think 
it worked out for the best, I think. Yeah, you know, that's that's a tough one to build as is. So you went, the fact that you went even further, <laughs> you know, with that kind of, with those angles and stuff, it still made it look good. It's, it's, it's well, the, the rest of the kit I didn't touch. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It was just this one building I wanted to fill the space above it and make it very grand and have uh, an upgraded underpass. And exp- I expand, I blew it out. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I, I doubled the size of the underpass, created yeah, much so, more room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit difficult to do. You got to hide your lines and and make it look natural and not forced, kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the hard part. I'm trying to. Yeah, uh... but uh, but I think I got it with the three the three sides. I think uh, and all the detail and all the the upgraded columns and the the big yeah. steel beams that go across. It's 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 embellished to the max. It wouldn't be practical. At, I know Doug can't really say it would be practical to do a kit like this. It would make no sense. Right, it's just right. monstrous. It's monstrous. Yeah. yeah. I embellish I mean, it to the, the point of customizing it. It's custom. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably too, yeah, it's too, the kit as it was, was probably too big to begin with for, you know, I yeah, always put a little too, that. too much into it. Cause, cause I can't stop myself. <laughs> you know, even though, I'm, even though I'm working with, you know, the, the finance part of it, there's a price to it. And mm-hmm. but I usually go over because I don't want to even hold myself back if it means it making it look a little better. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's, it's already as big as it can be, but it's still, I'm still keeping trying to contain the whole thing, you know, cause you know, and when, when I, when I got the kit, the first thing I did was before I started cutting it apart was just, trace out your original design and I actually recreated it and it's like a tribute building on the side because the kit as is is just is beautiful uh, the lines are beautiful that's the reason I got the kit so to just start tearing it apart would make absolutely no sense I wanted to preserve uh, what you had intended on the side but then just embellish uh, and make it a little more grand something that people wouldn't wouldn't do uh, most people wouldn't do this I think <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of yeah. for me. <laughs> yep, but, but it's exactly what I hope everyone would do, you know. Because I, I think I told you guys on one of the other podcasts we did that I, I hate doing the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't build like a second uh, or you know excel built ups of my own kits because I already did it. I move on. Right. So even to see my own kit done exactly the same way, it's nice. But I'd rather see what Frank does. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole new experience. It's like watching a whole different movie. Yeah, we actually you know? have plans with ours. Um, where we're going to put the that the terminal kit is um, going to be multi-level. So yeah, ours yeah. our our when we get our hands on a terminal kit and we open this one up, they're actually we're actually going to drop it on multiple different levels um, and have a pretty significant drop. So that'll be yeah. interesting to see how we can. So not not un, not too unlike. Um... His the one that I did. Yeah. The, no. The, yeah. No. Not actually. Not too unlike the the um, kit that he did last year that he put out the year before. Um, yeah, that was a nice drop. I know exactly the grade. The change is very like a lot. yeah, similar to that because our city does a lot of that anyways. And, right, and, and um, where we're putting it is in a kind of the the center of a of a hub, like yeah. there, it's in a transition part of the city. So there's there's different different differentiation 
that was a mouthful. Anyways, there's a there's a we're switching from like city buildings into industrial kind of in that transition space where we're going to put it. So yeah. it's multi-level and it's uh, in between two different types of city. Right. Uh-huh. But um but I the the idea um of where we're going to do comes what was the name of the kit the uh the, the bandit roost is that what you're talking about? Yes, bandit roost, and it, and it yeah. had it went yeah went from the one le- the way you had it designed went from one down uh, to another level, and um, our our city kind of slopes at almost the same angle, maybe just a pitch uh, steeper than that. But um, we're going to try and stretch this down along three levels, which should be quite interesting. But um, yeah, so. But so we're, we're we we get our inspiration from guys like you, uh, the, the, and Frank. They, they think like that outside the box, and it, I think everybody does. And I think that's one of the key points from selling points for Doug, and one of the uh, one of the key points for Frank that make everybody just go wow, you know. And yeah, uh, so that that's pretty cool. Now here I you. Doug mentioned something along the lines of when this, and there's a question I had before we went on, or before we talked to you earlier, that I was going to throw at you both tonight. Um, And I think it applies to you both. When Doug touched on it. Now, Doug touched on it when he's designing and building a kit. And I've seen you both um, go to the extreme when we talked about that over and over tonight. When do you know when to say stop? I have a hard time with it myself, and I I need to learn from you when from you both when you say okay you know what enough is enough enough's enough because mm. I can't do that sometimes. I find when the ideas run out, my because my my mind is just swimming with ideas. The kid is almost done, and I just have so many ideas. That when they, when the ideas stop, then you know you know that's yeah. it. Kind of yeah, like I mean it's it's. Yeah, I was just gonna say when you when you're when you mentally hit that that roadblock and you're and you find yourself, um, you get to the point where you try to find yourself forcing an idea that just to force it, and then you're like, okay, that's that's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like what we were talking about before about you know finding the the, the billboard on the roof. It's like filling the you know when you filled all the voids, you know when there's mm-hmm. you you start to you can start to overdo it, you know. Um, yeah. You're not gonna put, you know, you uh, Todd. You're not gonna put two of those billboards on that roof. Of one thing, they won't fit, and right. it just it'll look ridiculous. So you kind of <laughs> just, you know, it just looks right when it looks right. Right. You know. Yeah, and I guess know. that's that's it. I I did that apartment building um, the other week, and when I I realized I had hit a dead end, um, I had to keep. I kept asking myself, "Is this enough? Are you done? Are you done?" Because now I'm like detailing the sidewalks and the chunks <laughs> of the sidewalks. I'm lifting different pieces of the sidewalks, and then I. But and, that was and great, I, man. I, I love that. <laughs> that was that was some of your. Well, I got the when you're trying to do this new stuff. Well, you guys, um, you know, uh, well, I, I think it was um, Frank, that, uh, Doug, I'm sorry, Doug that was telling me about the using the, um, for the sidewalks, we bought 
some of that, uh, not mat board, the other stuff, the, uh, the task board. Yeah, task board. I went online, yeah. I got it from Dick Blick, and I ordered like a whole mess of these big sheets <laughs> of task board because we got a whole city to do. I'm looking at and it then, in my basement. And I was like, oh man, let's play with the task board now. And, uh, you know, and, and it does, it makes amazing sidewalks. But when I started to reach my point where it was an end uh, to where I'm done, is when I was painting little pigeons and sticking them on the roof, <laughs> and I went beyond that and putting the droppings on the corners, and I'm like, no, right, we're done. That's yeah, it. Okay. That's probably <laughs> done. <laughs> we're no, no more time. You put put the brush down and put call it done. Take some photos. That's the end. And um, but you know I have a hard time with that, and, uh, and I see the work you guys both do and i'm thinking wow you know when do you stop when when is that stopping point and i guess you know doug kind of summed it up pretty good yeah Mm -hmm. well it might be a little a little easier for me because i'm I'm making it usually making into a kit and i have to i only have so many pieces i could put in there so right right then i can then i can stop you know i know when i'm done that way sure Sure. Uh, but tonight, tonight I was working on this building I was telling you about. It's like the Metzger building, and I was like, something's missing from this little roof access shed. And I, I can't put a chimney in there. I can't put a vent. Well, I could put TV antennas, and I'd never done TV yeah. antennas before. So now I got some TV antennas on there, and I was like, why haven't I done this ten years ago? On <laughs> I don't think buildings. I've ever seen. Any, I don't ever think I've seen TV antennas modeled. Um, um, so, uh, Vector Cut used to have them. Uh, oh. I don't know if you have board head stuff. He does all these laser. I parts, have them. But... I got a, a metal part too. I'm about to put it on. Actually, Charlie, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably in that room. So yeah, I said I'd never seen them before, yeah. and the two guys, yeah. the it's two guys happening. I expected them to happen, are making it happen. That's that funny. Yeah. That's some funny shit right there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, yeah, that's and that's 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 why we have you two guys on tonight. Uh, you're you've taken TV antennas that we just got done saying we hardly ever see modeled any, and you both are doing it at the same time <laughs> and didn't even yeah. know it. You know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, when you're um. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Doug was saying about making kits, um, but now I'm starting to see online Doug's work with his layout, which is really cool. And um, and you did a you're you know you're doing Queens uh, or the yeah. area around Queens, and and you did a water a water scene area. Um, yeah. Camp- and, and it turned out amazing. Some of the best still water I've seen. And it's not just Queens that you can see that kind of water. That's seen in a lot of different areas. Um, yeah, any, yeah. Yeah. And it was just really well done. I love the concrete, uh, the broken concrete that you did. Um, and, and you said you used sand. You were using sand. Was it sand or bro- what, what did you use to fill? In the, in the concrete wall? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, this is a trick. Uh, a modeler friend of mine, uh, his name is Dennis Gordon. He does a lot of urban uh, New York stuff too, kind of really gritty '70s things. And he had shown me a wall at Springfield show where he took a he would just make a formwork and foam core, say it's a quarter inch high, you know, for a slab of, of concrete, and he skim it flat. But then he'd take ballast or just like fine dirt that we use in our scenery, and he sprinkled it on top in patches of the wall while it was wet. Oh. So oh, once no. it dries, once it dries, 
brush away the dirt with your finger, and now you've got these broken areas, but you've molded in the shape of the tiny dirt particles, so it looks oh. like crumbling concrete. It's brilliant. I mean, it was the most amazing thing I ever saw. So I had to try it like, as soon as possible, you know. Um, <laughs> it looked great. And it, yeah, and I, I stuck some rebar in there. Uh, my friend Jimmy Degnan is like, oh, you need some rebar. So yeah. I took some fine wire, like it was .015 and rusted up and, you know. And oh. so it's it's a it's a great effect. I love it. I'm gonna do now, it again sometime soon. You mentioned foam core. Where 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 do you go to get foam core? Or uh, where core, do we get, go to get foam core? You, you, I get it at Michaels. You know, oh, Michaels. Supply. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's, like, it's like foam poster board. Is that the, the thicker foam board? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. Three three sixteenth inch thick. Mm-hmm. And it's got like styrene backing on each side. Okay. paper more like okay and uh just cut it with an exacto it's just quick and cheap and easy and you could make any shapes you want oh that's yeah. cool that's that's a really yeah. nice, that's a neat idea what so, i noticed yeah. on your page is you have the uh the concrete overpass uh things and yeah that was a really cool photo that I the piers yeah those oh they were awesome. beautiful they were so cool with the yeah, graffiti really too cool. yeah 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 that was the same thing i used to i made the master out of uh i made a slab in that shape I mm-hmm. cut the foam core, a little, you know, you make a little wall around it. Right. And uh, then I made a mold of it. Uh, so I could, I needed, you know, more than one. And then did, you know, same thing. And then just color it and add some graffiti. And it's, uh, it's fun. It's, uh-huh. you know, it's a little, it's this kind of modeling, I guess, is a little looser because it's, it's a dirty, it can be even dirtier and grittier than, you know, just like a little fine scale structure, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, um, you're throwing more paint around and, you know, and I'm, I, I'm, it's actually helping my regular modeling, which is good because I always think I should be looser. I'm always too rigid, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I have a background in architecture too and graphic design and it's very, you know, that was all very precise, but, right. uh, it's, it's, it's that control. It's like a balance of like being loose enough, but not going crazy. So you're splattering paint everywhere, you know? Yeah, I, I honestly don't think that your stuff looks rigid, or anything you do is rigid or <laughs> uh, well, at all. My, every, I'm sure we all have our own criticisms of our work. Yeah, I've yeah. Got, <laughs> I've got thousands. You know, I think I told you last time too. I, I hate almost everything I do halfway through it. Yeah. You know, because it's just it's not what I I had a picture in my head mm-hmm. of what it's supposed to be, and it's not there yet, and it's just me mm-hmm. being impatient. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway. Went off on a tangent there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we, I saw you also ran some trains on there uh, for one of your uh, videos on your on your Facebook uh, yeah. page. Now um, we recently so, ran some trains the, too the other day. Oh yeah, well, oh, we, I, that was a joke. What we did, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I've been, you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the blog or not. I haven't had a la- layout operating in over 10 years. so <laughs> Yeah, you I mentioned that to, last time on the show. Yeah, I mean, all I want to do is run something back and forth with some sound. I, <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. I, I, I literally, first thing I do almost every day is just run the thing back and forth, you know, 10 or 15 <laughs> feet just to hear it, you know. And it's, oh, that's it's, so it's, cool. Actually, yeah, just, uh, you know, I've, I've always loved trains and, of course, yeah. the buildings and the kits and to you know, and, and, and you're alive. building something for yourself for a change, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a healthy uh, 
break for your head, you know, yeah. to stop and sure. take a break. Now, yeah. we were talking about the sidewalks there a little while ago um, that I was building. Um, Frank, the, the inspiration I got, I got the ideas on sidewalks uh, and the material to use for sidewalks from uh, Doug uh, when he was on the show last time. A lot of the inspiration that I get on sidewalk work, as far as the fine detail work of it, uh, is comes from, from you, Frank, where I see some of the – not that Doug's sidewalks are awesome too, but – you you do city sidewalk scenes pretty much unlike anything I've seen before, and I and I love how you do it. I'm, you know, we're trying we're doing a city work ourselves and on a smaller scale than you are, but it's um you know it's uh it's it's your inspiration a lot of uh the busted up sidewalks and the details getting down close with the camera i notice that um as i we have a tool that we that we sometimes as modelers forget about and that is our cell phone with a camera and i'm finding that in the middle of my work i can stop and just get the camera i don't take any photos and i'll just zoom in and out with the camera a little bit on spots to see how it's going to, how it's going to look if I zoom in on it. Yeah. 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 And, um, I didn't used to do that until recently. I'm just starting to, to use the camera as an actual tool so I can see envision stuff. And, um, but you do your, your work on the close up stuff on the detail on, on a city street is just insane. Well, especially when you put up your street signs and it's just a, it's like a mass of street signs. And it reminds me of going into a, a city like New York and seeing all, yeah. all that back in the day when I was younger. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you said a lot there, but, uh, the, the, the sidewalks, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the task board, yeah, you're smart to use that. Uh, to be honest, I've seen a lot of what you've been doing uh, for sidewalks, and you're taking it to a, a different level. Uh, I, I model, you know, the 70s, so you, you're not going to find a, a horse and carriage on my streets, but <laughs> you're going to find a beat-up car, or you're going to find a, a really nice laid-out sidewalk that looks like it's been there for quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people seem to respond to that uh, because, like I was saying on our last interview, uh, talk. People uh, acknowledge that they see it in their everyday, so they relate to it, so they love it. Uh, right. Stuff that they can relate to, it's a lot more accepting for them. Uh, I find, especially when you're taking a yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of. Um, I mean, the more I look on, you know, we look on the internet every day, and all the modeling that's getting done. A lot of it is this rusting, crumbling stuff. <laughs> Just it's so much fun. It's so much fun to model. It's you know? it is. it's fun um, because you know, I think it's fun because you get to break out of what's normal and what you see every day. And yeah. and, it, and it, it, yeah. it, it, I know for me, I like doing it, and I, and I like making my stuff look beat and old. And I'm sure you guys can agree with me it's just mm-hmm. it's not you don't see it when you're out driving around most of the time i mean unless you live in a crusty rumbly uh a crumbly city but uh yeah yeah you get to kind of beat up your own stuff and make it look worn it's your own world yeah yeah i mean when we were when i was a kid um you know we had we had when they still have plastic car models you know the 125th scale stuff mm-hmm. and you'd, you'd paint them like pristinely you know like they came off the assembly line and yeah. now people are buying those same kits 
but now they're just rusting the hell out of them and breaking the windows and you know and the graffiti and but it's because you know all the techniques have evolved mm-hmm. yet at the same time it, it's still even though it's crumbling and, and, and a mess it looks beautiful you know right. so i think everyone who's doing this is pushing themselves to make it as realistic as possible i awesome. partly blame the military modeling world and I know we have some military oh, modeling. We we have some listeners that do it, and I thank you guys for doing it. But I blame you at the same time because they come <laughs> out with some of the coolest, nastiest looking stuff. And all I want to do is just replicate that for what we're doing. And yeah. and yeah. and I totally put the blame on them. So and it's a good blame. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely correct. I mean. You know, I would I would go to the train. You know, we all go to the train shows and stuff. But every time I look at the military stuff, you know, the last ten years or so, it's like this is so much better than whatever we're we're doing with our little trains. Mm-hmm. You know, did you see recently? No why we? Did yeah. you? See, I'm sorry to cut you guys off. I just got really excited. It's good. Did you see that AK is coming out with those pencils? Weathering pencils. Yeah. Today. Oh yeah. my gosh! I I saw that today and I got super excited on my way to work i was like just seeing about these ak yeah. weathering pencils and my yeah. dad my dad hit, my dad hit it on the head with those that's perfect for our smaller scale stuff i think because we'll be able to control mm-hmm. it even more yeah i mean i don't know until yeah. we get our hands well, on it well i imagine you can do nice little tiny the tiniest of streaks on things and, and you know things you can't do with a brush because it's too heavy-handed yeah you know yeah no, that looks cool that well looks we'll have to get those but in the united states is- here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. Hint, 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 Doug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we only had yeah, a site to order those from. Yeah, Frank. I, I, I'm, I'm back ordered on the AK concrete. Are you yeah, now? AK doesn't even. They, they don't even have it. They, 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 uh, have, they have to make more. Good. So I'm it's, glad. It's nuts, because it's just people love that stuff. Yeah, that's we good. We've not right. tried the concrete yet. We've tried the asphalt. I have. And uh, uh-huh. I have it down here. Oh, you have concrete? Yep, I got it. Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't okay. touched it yet, but uh, okay. I did the asphalt. I didn't know you bought that a while back. Surprise. Anyhow, um, yeah, you don't tell me when we get new stuff down there. Thanks. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> now, uh, uh, Frank, what, do you use Frank? You use AK products now and then? Or? Yeah, they're time savers. It's pre-mixed. I, oh, I, yeah. I don't have to paint match, so it's good to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I really do love their product, and we sometimes over-talk about them on our show um but i don't i don't care i mean because i i you know Mm -hmm. i i think that they really really add to and they you can stretch them out for a long time and not actually use i have some of my bottles that are half or three quarters full i've used them a lot and it it, you know you need so minimal amount of it to make it work Mm -hmm. and uh yeah yeah i find the less the less the better uh it's easy to get carried away Mm -hmm. because it's so beautiful the color is so nice yeah. It's easy to get carried away. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And um, you know, that so that's that's great that they have that, but you know, there's there's so many products out there like that that are that yeah, are available. Make, oh, maybe yeah. what I used to use before AK and now everyone's mm-hmm. using the AK. I love the AK. Uh the wood AK and the rust AK is all nice. Now, one of the things we hear uh, for uh, Doug mentioned about you know, a lot of people are doing a lot of rust, and you're seeing a lot of it, and we are guilty of that as well. Uh, um, yeah. But uh, I do notice, too, that we get a lot of people that I, I see them online. I see them in the groups, too. Um, there are other people that will see it, and they'll go, 
oh, you they has way too much rust. There's a we hear that a lot. You know, you over rusted it. Why you wouldn't have that much rust? Why is there everything's got to be rusty? You know, and uh, so and yeah, you're gonna have those people. Um, you like you had to build for yourself, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I try to well, think of uh, how how it would be maintained and managed, and, and mm-hmm. do it, you know, in that sense. Yeah. yeah, and it also depends on the like. Well, that goes exactly with what you just said. But it, I was going to say the industry or type of building it is too. I mean, if you have an old iron forge or something, it's going to be they're going to care a little less about a little bit of rust on the outside. You know, cosmetic. But, yeah. 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 So it, it all goes down to where it is on your city too. So. Yeah, yeah. If you have a big fancy hotel, it sits in the center of your town. It's a nice <laughs> You're hotel. Not rust it. You put little, yeah. You put some prizer figures out there with the Ritz, you know, dress dress nice, waiting for the cab. You're not gonna have a rusty Ritz Carlton down from the steps. The Ritz you know? Carlton's not yeah. covered in rust. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's something else. Uh, it's a shame that you know you can't please everyone, but yeah, but and, and you're you not try to reach every the most people. It's right, the internet. Right. Everybody's got their opinion. Yeah. I mean, but we went over that with uh, the nail hole thing. Oh my yeah, gosh, don't get started. Look, yeah, no. Let's we're not get not, started on the nail hole. And you put nail holes on and you try and talk about it when we do our live builds. And we'll, I'll, I'll put like some it nail never holes fails. on. Like, yeah, we get like six people in there. You know, like 40 people in there. And then six of them will go, <laughs> I hate those nail holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, but I'm putting them on anyway. So. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And and that's great. But, you know, you're. I even made that new. I don't know if you saw that video I did, Frank, of the nail hole tool. Um, But I called everyone. I called everyone that likes nail holes heathens. I said, this is a great tool. I noticed that. This is a great tool for you heathens that love nail holes. (laughs) We also put a video up. uh, We made a video on Sunday, I guess. Um, one of the things that's going on or it happens on Sundays is called Roll By Sunday where people run their trains right by the camera and then they post them all over on Sundays. We don't and, have we uh, don't have it running yet so we just push big, the... Yeah, we don't have the train. We can run the train but it can only run for like so far on the track and then there's no more track. So what we did was, <laughs> I guess, we worry more about our scenery and things like that anyways. We like the trains but they're, you know, they're, they're not the most important thing to us. Um, but... We uh, we took one box car and one ore car and rolled them by the two le- uh, two side by side curved tracks right in front of the camera and just started giggling because one of them fell off. We just pushed them with our fingers, right, made them roll by, and put it up there, and uh, we had some fun with that. But um, the funny thing I, I is, really- I have. I have the smallest section of track too because I'm just like dedicated to these buildings. But <laughs> right. I would probably have a similar one, just like you know, five feet long. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so we did that, and and I don't even know where that story. Yeah, went. I don't know where we're going. I actually have a model. I have a question about one of your builds, um, for Frank, and it's just a quick one. I was just scrolling through, um, just checking out some of your old stuff. And this going back to Rankins, by the way, and Doug. Yeah. The roof on Rankins is probably yeah. my it, it, it might be my favorite roof on any of the builds I've done. The way it looks, I don't I don't know what it is about that roof. I love that roof. I forget the name of that style roofing. Uh, um, it's a, a mansard mansard roof. Yes. Uh, but it has to come to a point as well. So what's that? It also comes to a point. It's in a, you know kind of yeah. a flat iron building, so it's even more. <laughs> And then it kind of has like a, it kind of has a parapet in, inside yeah. the top. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
I yep. love that roof. But anyways, um, the light. What? What did you? What did you use for the colored lights underneath the peak that faces the front of that Rankins, Frank? It's uh, it's like uh, maybe it looks like ten LEDs that are. Yeah, yeah, colors. they're green and red and yellow. I don't have the product number. Um, a lot I actually included two of those on the terminal that you'll see, but it's I think it's a bush lighting LED. Uh, it, it it would be impossible to light that. You would need uh, like a Hubble telescope. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. But um, you buy the strip and it's good to go. Uh, you can bend it, uh, but you just can't change direction. Really? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like you can you can change direction, but you can't go left or right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I. I love it. That. It adds a lot of detail to that. Uh, uh, well, and where and and I'm I'm just thinking about this because we have Rankins and what's the name of the jazz club that? Wow, the Frank Frank, what's your jazz club? Um, like King of Clubs. Yes. Yes, I built that one. We have yeah. them like almost neck, almost across the street from each other, and there's another little swanky. Because they 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 we, complement. We, we have another little swanky like swanky district, you know, where there's some steakhouse, there's a pool billiards, there's a bar or two. It's like, you know, it's like the nightlife area. And I'm, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at those lights thinking like that is, that's perfect for that little spot. Yeah. So, uh, not the I, copy. I really like those lights too. That was actually the first, first one I did a foundation on. And from that, from learning from that kit, I, I blew up on foundations. Every kit I've actually done since then, has had foundation like um a grade work and mm-hmm. when i when i'm looking at the kit that's one of the first things i do is how how can i work in a grade yeah uh, like a, an extended foundation uh grade like you were saying on yours what you want to do it, it's a great way to add realism and i think people have responded uh in kind to that they like they like the change in elevation and it adds a, a lot more realism than a flat it's something you uh, don't see until you see it once I put it right through the middle of the terminal. I put a hill right through the middle. Yeah. Because I, I but, don't know if you could tell, but when you go through underneath, it's all on a hill and on the left side. I have to look close. I have to go back and look closer now. But, that was a lot of work, man. A lot of the, a lot. I spent, I spent weeks putting out foundation, and you can't even. It's hard to see, but it's very subtle. But man, it was, I, but it was I, a lot of work. but I do think like you went back to you. You were saying this is the first building you put foundation on, and hopefully Doug agrees. Like once you see, once you've put. Once you've done it on one or two of your builds, once you look back at your old ones that you didn't do it on, you you can't ever unsee the fact that they don't have a foundation and they're straight. They're just flat on the ground. That yeah. bothers me now. Yeah. So now now I now I need to like look <laughs> at we everything. Rip them up yeah, foundation. we ripped Every them up. And we're putting foundations <laughs> down. But but it, like you said, Frank, it adds so much more rea- realism and depth to what you're doing. Yeah. The best parts of the city are like the the unique ones, and the unique ones are have pitch to it. They're not they're not flat and mundane and mm-hmm. kind of blah, now. Yeah. Now before we went on the show, um, Doug mentioned lighting. Uh, Frank does some amazing lighting, um, and and he's right. And I didn't even really put that together tonight before we even went out. Uh, before we even started the show, um, when you guys now I now, I, I'm guessing Doug that you're doing queens um mm-hmm. you're probably going to put some lighting on to that section of your layout or um maybe i, I maybe. you know i did a couple of kits that i just for the photos i did some lighting but i have a lot of patience but it's sort of stuck i think <laughs> i just because <laughs> it's a frustrating it's end just, of it yeah 
yeah, I watched, I watched somebody. I'll oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's super time consuming, but the results are incredible. It's like it's yeah. it's a whole different kind of model, you know. Yeah. And I wish yeah. I I wish I could force myself to do it, but I haven't yet. I'll try again. <laughs> but well, I know when I was at the expo, I watched um, uh, Bill Sartori. Um, we we I talked to him. We had him on the show as well, and he was yeah. showing a little bit on how to. Um, to do, you know, he solders all those pieces, and I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and, you yeah. know. And, and when I got some from him, and I I put them to the, uh, it, it is, it's so time consuming. But at the end, when you're done and you fire it up, you're like, oh my gosh, look what it did. I put it to a lumber mill thing that I used one of your kits on, by the way. Uh, I clashed it with the uh, Keystone Model Works lumber mill, and made a. I guess it was the Carolina, oh, not Carolina. Um, it was the Grove, um, Grove Woodwork, yeah, Grove Woodworks. And I kind of mm-hmm. put them. Th- I I love building the Grove Woodworks thing. I didn't so much enjoy the the uh, Keystone Modelworks sawmill, but I kind of so I rearranged that whole thing, did it entirely different. But I wanted to light up underneath the thing, and I had not done any lighting like that other than thirty years ago when I used to model railroad. I. I would buy little bulbs that they had from wherever Bachman or whatever. And you'd, you'd hook them up to the, you know, they had, they're already wired and, and all that. And they mm-hmm. had the big gaudy looking bulbs. And, uh, yeah. so I'd never worked with these LEDs and I started putting them up and it was, it was time consuming. But when I, when I finally turned it on and hit that battery pack and went, yeah. Oh my God! You know, wow! It just took a different, a whole new life to it. It just yeah. takes a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can learn a lot uh, just by starting out, and uh, shadow boxes and 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 that type of idea really like add a lot to your windows. Or instead yeah, of yeah. just a a treatment, you can have uh, on top of the terminal bus thing. I I put a whole shadow box. To, uh, you guys probably saw it, and the guys mm-hmm. having that. His lunch instead of a flat wall, so that's it's it's a great opportunity to add an extra scene uh, in the window. Now, now, Frank, when you put your lighting down uh, and you add the lighting to it, um, you you what goes into where you decide to where the light angles and because it seems to hit you know these great spots and and uh the lighting uh Doug said it before we went on that it's all it is spectacular and it's you know it's almost like perfect you know the way you have it angled and highlights certain things so what, what well it, it it's like Doug was saying you have to be kind of uh, I always try to try something new yeah I'm going to try the stuff that I know that I've worked with that works well um but I'm like for the terminal, I, I, I tried pot lights and I'm, I'm still working on it, but now I have for like 30 pot lights coming through uh, just like hole punches in the ceiling mm-hmm. and it's going to, it's going to cast down. So I'm always trying to, and I'll find out if it works. If it doesn't work, uh, we know there's something I learned, but you always want to try something new and you guys always say that, but um, right. you also want to be incremental with your stuff. You want to make it look realistic. Right. So, Jason was saying this. It's it's a fine line between being dramatic. You want to make it look artistic over um, rigid. Mm-hmm. So right. that's the way that I, I kind of respond to what Jason was saying. You you want to make people respond to it looking more like a, an image that they would have in their mind of something perfect as opposed to just boring and, and normal. Right. So you have these 
big billboards that you might not see that often, but you have seen and you know they're real and mm-hmm. it kind of looks good like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're you're yeah. you're taking you're taking small details that are realistic in everyday life and 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 t- using them more and exaggerating them a little bit more to the point where it's almost it's almost over the top, but it's still believable. Yeah. Right? Like a create a creative version of reality. It's yes. kind of like it reality should be like this, but unfortunately, you know, they have a budget and <laughs> and it's not as exciting. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, what's, let's uh, get Doug in here. Tell us what you got coming. You, you're very busy right now with your kid of the month clubs, uh, that you have, which are really cool. And I'm seeing a lot of them, people showing them off as they're building them online lately. And, um, what else do you have? I know you said you're working a building now, but, um, well, the, the, the closest one is this one I mentioned. It's it's very much like Metzger's as far as size, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a storefront kind of apartment kind of building. Good. Um, yeah. Uh, so now, that's next, and then yeah, I got. No, no, I was just you. You also did a a, a tower, a switch tower, and uh, yep. you were telling us about that on the last show, and then and since then it's come out, and it is it is phenomenal. I love it. It's, uh, Thank it's you. really neat. And I, I noticed you're getting into more of the laser cut brick stuff, which is really cool. Well, that's HydroCal. That's, oh, uh, that's, that's sorry. Hydro- yeah. yeah. Okay, yep. HydroCal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those I screwed are, those that are, up, Todd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those are, uh, that's from a line of kits that Jimmy Degnan used to sell that was from a guy named Ed Falaz, who mm-hmm. obviously sold them before him. So I purchased that line last year. Oh, and I'm great. just reworking each one so they're a little different because some of them have been out for years. So you know, just want to change them up a bit, add some wood to them and details and stuff. Right. No. Yeah. yeah, the Ed Falaz line, uh, he has a firehouse that I yep. – Yeah. Now, none of we, those are available at this time, right? You can't get this. No, because I, I have them all, but they're, they're uh, going to release all of them. I have them all, and I'm hogging We've them We've been up. clamoring no, for no, the no, firehouse. <laughs> I just, I, I have each one I want to redesign a bit. So, uh, yeah. you know, it, it takes time. Plus, I want to do the regular stuff that I've always been doing. So, sure. they're going to get mixed in, mixed in over time. Yeah, that's cool. And, um, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're really, really neat. I love the Switch Tower. Uh, that's something, once we get these other ones done, uh, that's something I need to grab. And we need to put that Switch Tower. That Switch Tower is going on our layout, flat out. But, um, cool. Yeah, because it is one of the nicest ones I've seen, and and um, and I think that is a lot to Ed's design. Uh, a lot oh, yeah. of his buildings are like that; they're just really. Great. And, and I'm not yeah. just your catalog; I'm talking about in craftsman kits. Period. Oh, in buildings in general, yeah. Right. Yeah. It needs to. There needs to be more of it, the brick out there, which is cool. Yeah. So yeah. now. Um, so now, Brett, do you have any questions from the listeners? Um, well, it's like well, they you were. Want, you want to dig them up, or do you want me? I to can jump ask into these? it. I have a guy. I have, I have a question for them that it's something we we do on our show from time to time, and we've never done it with Doug, oh, and okay. we've never done it with Frank, and uh, we, we well, do it when we have our own show, and that is, what kind of music do you guys listen to uh, <laughs> lately when you're working on your layout? Or when you're working on your models, we'll start with Frank. 
Well, I'm a, I'm a, you know, the young, uh, the younger generation. So I, <laughs> I it, it all right. I'm, what I feel like. I'm ready for it, Frank. <laughs> uh, I mean, some of the, some of it gets pretty heavy. So I listen to a lot of Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have heard of them. But, I, uh, they're a little bit heavy. I like them. Uh, Architects. Not, I ironically, I listen to Architects. Uh, <laughs> some of them, some of the heavier stuff. But I mean, every situation is different. So when I get home from work, to to listen to that heavy stuff is. Yeah. A little bit rough, <laughs> so I put on some Bob Marley or something like that just to <laughs> up my spirit a bit. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah. And hey, Doug, what do you listen to? Um. Well, I you know I grew up in the '80s, so I listened to a lot of a lot of the '80s. Uh, U2, New Order, Depeche Mode, all that new uh, wave stuff. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah. 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 Well, I. I... I, I mean, grew up in. I can't I say yeah because I wasn't around 80s. then, but. But I was, uh, yeah, in the. I made I'm it a, into the eighties. I'm an early eighties, late seventies guy. I snuck into the eighties. Yeah. For yeah, six months, did. I remember it fondly. <laughs> All six months of it, I remember it every moment of it. <laughs> yeah, but um, I have listened lately. My latest find has been Pop Evil. I never even heard of them until we were down to work. I love, I love some metal. Yeah, you took it from then. me now. Uh, I do, I, but I. When I we're like, down, when we're down here, I like listen, everything. We're down we, here, and we, I'm cranking music away, and I, I just, I'm usually the DJ because <laughs> it takes my dad 20 minutes to change a song. But I, I'll usually DJ down here, and like every couple minutes, he'll go, "Who's that?" Who's that? And he'll make a playlist and go back with a whole bunch of songs from. I, I like all kinds of. Uh, I like a lot of the seventies, eighties music. Um, um, I uh, let's see. Um, I I can work to Metallica. Um, I like Frank Sinatra. Um, I, it's sure. all over the map. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Run DMC and some Beastie There's Boys. There's not much I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> right. we're the same yeah. way. Yeah, at least Run DMC was from from uh, from Doug's uh, neighborhood, man. Yeah, 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 yeah that's cool. <laughs> well, I've been listening to um, they're a little bit well, they're kind of you know they got a little strange recently, but Papa Roach, the old Papa Roach though. No, I've been listening to them for honestly almost every day for the longest time man it, 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 it's good quality music that's a little bit heavy so yeah 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 good for everybody but yeah. I've, I've been into some of their i mean i was at that concert uh like two weeks ago the shine down and papa roach concert so i've been in this papa roach mode for like the last two weeks but uh it'll wear off and something else will come up i guess yeah so i, I, I will i will add one thing that you know mm-hmm. yeah Music, I can, I've never modeled without music on. We never oh, do. Because right. it just, yeah, they kind of go hand in hand and they, you know. And I think it determines, it, and I hope, uh, I, this will be interesting because I know it does for my dad too. I'd like to hear this from you guys. Does the, does the type of music, and I've noticed it with my work, does the type of music you listen to change what, like, your, your, what you're working on? the way. It changes the way I react to a situation. Yes. So if, if I screw up, uh, you know, and then someone's yelling on on the music, it's probably not going to be a, a good thing. <laughs> there might be some words flying. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Do Do you notice yeah, like you work differently 
with different types of music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I'll I'll put different music on if I'm on some different kind of tasks. You know, uh, I also listen to I listen to a lot of movie soundtracks where yeah. there's no sound. You know, there's no vocals or anything, and mm-hmm. just to kind of it just kind of keeps the beat going. And it's, but but it also translates into the into project. Somehow. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. The, I do the same uh, thing, Frank. Uh, Doug, I I we model. We've said it a million times. We modeled 1930s and 40s World War II era, so you can get on. I I will stream in some music that is uh, from that era. You know the the, uh-huh. the the big band sounds and stuff like that. Yeah. While I'm yep. trying to model that, so and and I I think it it puts me into that time zone a, a little bit, which is it's cool. funny you mention that. It's funny you mention that because when I'm building a kit, I'll try to have a soundtrack ready for my video kind of release and throw and and I I try to find music from that time period sometimes and we, it kind of like you said it dictates the direction. We always yeah. yeah. I always do that when I'm working on. Um, Usually when I'm doing like structures or wall prep and stuff, it's it's kind of a free for all for music. But when I'm doing detail parts or I'm adding adding actual weathering and and aging to a building, or I'm working on street, the scene. Yeah. streets and scenery and stuff, I will totally throw on like some old just old like Rat Pack type music or some like yeah. uh, <laughs> like some some high society jazz type stuff. <laughs> um, Isn't that funny how we all I get uh, my, are motivated by that? Yeah. It'd be yeah, sweet. No, kind of It'd be sweet if I had like an old phonograph record player down here. I could just pop it on for real. And <laughs> now, um, I, I also, you know, now I don't know where my mind was at the other week when I put Michael Jackson. Oh my Michael Jackson stuff on. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why that. Hey, it was the like, mood fit. You know, I yeah. went back and I actually got. I actually got more work done that night than I had got done in a long time, and I don't know why because I generally never listened to him. I didn't listen to him back then much, and uh, it was just weird. Hey, and whatever yeah, it was, it's what you want yeah, to listen to. Yeah, they, 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 so, they had that Queen Rhapsody movie was out, and then the next thing you know, I'm in here jamming out the Queen music I hadn't heard in forever. So yeah. Well, let's um hit the. We have two <laughs> questions this week. Uh, from sure. from patrons, um, I think Ron Kleiss was actually tapped into the computer here tonight, and he, I think he was listening somehow. <coughs> he was Big Brother tonight, so Ron asked the question. We kind of hit on it earlier, and and I know Frank hit that on, and I we might have I know we've probably talked about this with you in the past, Doug, but uh, Ron was asking, do either of you have a background in architecture, building, or design? Uh, Frank, obviously, you said that earlier, um, but if Doug wants to give a refresher, and if you kind of want to elaborate at all, Frank, um, you can go go ahead and go for it. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I worked for an architect when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. When I was like 14 until I was 20. And then went to architecture school. I went to architecture high school. Went to architecture college. Didn't finish. Ended up in graphic design. That's how I finished. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I remember you said before good. you did some packaging. You did package design and. Yeah, I did product design, yeah. showroom design for another ten years after that, and a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's all the same stuff. It's all design. You know. And so, it yeah. shows in your packaging. By the way, <laughs> it does. Down to the red tape that we who all was, love to see who, when it comes in the mail. Who someone and I don't want to get off track, but someone sent a picture to either our Facebook page or the group, our overtime group. Uh, they got a package from you, and it did. It had plain tape. It was. Uh, it was. Um, I believe it was uh, Dave Cruzwick. 
Yeah. And it had the plane it tape. Had plane it, tape? Like clear tape? Yeah. And he was like, where's the FOS tape? And he sent it to me, I think, because I was saying on the uh, one cast. A, there's a, a brief period where I ran out and had to order more. So. <laughs> but he, was, he sent me a picture. He was all upset he didn't get his FOS tape because so, I had joked uh, about uh, how I loved wow. the tape. But uh, So yeah. it shows. It shows. So, well, I doubled my order, so I have plenty. There you go. It, it's the red tape is one of those things when you open your mailbox outside, and you yeah. and the box is there, and there's a red tape on it, and you're like, oh, I can't wait. You like <laughs> run inside it. to open it up, you know, like a child. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Frank, you you said you um, you've always had an eye for design and and art and architecture or just building things. Is it? Did you go to school for that or? I went to Ryerson University for architecture. Okay. But I fell into the, the construction side. I like the building of it. Uh, it paid pretty well too. So like, yeah. I just went that direction and never looked back. Framing houses. Yeah, I remember the foundation though. Yeah. Talking in the past, you you're actually out there in the field framing. So I'm sure you see yeah. it daily. I can't, I can't get away from it. Yeah, I was there today <laughs> in the in the snow and the freezing rain. But. Yep. That's okay. Yeah, it pays the bills. It lets you order all these awesome kits from Doug. <laughs> and I get to be around roof trusses all day and look up and see cool stuff. So. Totally, totally. I um, couldn't do that. I couldn't work up high like that. Yeah. It's tough, man. Now, honestly, there's times that I'm I'm scared, but it, you're tied off, so maybe you're okay. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not afraid of the heights. Uh, I'm afraid of falling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and okay, then, you're fired before you hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and the um, the last question is, oh wait, we got two more, two more. Sorry, this is kind of a two-parter from Ron. The other one is, how did you get started in um, kit bashing? Probably more towards Frank, uh, unless Doug's. I mean, Doug's done some kit bashing, I'm sure. So, uh, what what was the first time you were like, I'm gonna take this thing and just blow it up? We'll do my own thing. The first um, time it's hard to say because who knows? Oh, sorry. Were you talking to Doug? No, go ahead. Either whoever wants either to take it. No, oh, no. Go ahead, Doug. No, no, go ahead, Doug. No, I, my answer will be shorter. I, I haven't done much kit bashing, um, but I, I will say that the first kits I built were the were FSM kits, and those were all a learning experience. So I was kind of just trying to build them, just like the pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you, yeah, that's a, every one of them doing it. That's a good one yeah, to. Uh, that's a good way you to jump what? in the deep end first. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't start off easy. I'm telling you that right off the bat. Yeah. Wow, I have one sitting up here. I'm scared to death to open it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so what about you, you know Frank? What I think. Oh, what? What's I think, that? I think, I think Doug's modest because if you think about it, every kid he's ever put out is 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 a bash on some level. He he's like scratch building all this stuff and and kit bashing really is in scratch has a you know incorporation of mm-hmm. doing that so i mean i think he's just being modest every kid that he puts out is beautiful and gorgeous and yeah oh, unique and yeah so i think he's being modest for me i mean it's kind of hard to say where it started but for me i, I try to just update the structure and bring it to the time or era that i'm I'm doing most of them are a clapboard or a siding and it's it's hard to to make it look 80s but I think by introducing components that kind of are specific to a certain era like the steel beams in in the terminal and mm-hmm. it kind of updates it and uh doing the 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 storefronts all over again kind of updates it 
Right. So that that's the reason why I do it. Cool. But, uh, can, can I ask you why, why you why you chose to model the eighties? Just because I'm doing something similar, I'm just wondering why. I grew up in the eighties, so it's what I know. Mm. Uh, so yeah. for me, it's just easier. Uh, plus, yeah. I like yeah. the uh, the the diesel at that time. Like I like alcohols yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty pretty much the same reason. It's like write what write what you know. You know. Yeah, uh, it's easy. It's, it's what I re- it's what I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't say that about World War Two, or it was gonna make, yeah. <laughs> or you guys are gonna think you guys are gonna think I'm like like ninety, okay? <laughs> but, uh, but but we know that you have a history in that, and you have an interest in that, so you have yeah. that knowledge. I, so it kind history, of goes yeah. hand in hand. Yeah, I love yeah. history. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I. I I would model every error if I had the time and space, but I had to pick one. So. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, yeah, you, you got to just pick your thing and go with your thing, whatever you like the most, yeah. I guess. You know, yeah. so. Now, um, cool. So, Brett, yeah, who was that question by? That, those were both by Ron Kleiss. Okay. Um, okay. And we have one last question, and and that's why I said it was funny. I think Ron was listening about the how you, did you have background in architecture? Because that was like the first thing Doug asked Frank. So I had to get a laugh out of that. But um, the last thing, and I think this is this is from Jake Johnson, uh, who was a guest, and he's um, he, well, he's all over the show. So I think this is this is for Doug. But he was it probably has stemmed from that. Um, you were working on the lathe, and you posted about it the other week. Um, uh-huh. Some small detail parts. So. The, um, Jake was interested in the process of creating masters um, and kind of what goes into uh, working with that and creating masters for your detail parts. Kind of hmm. whatever yeah. the what, um, without giving away anything that you know is that you don't want to give away, but I, whatever no, whatever that I, is for I, you. Well, first I'll say I don't. I only make about ten percent of the masters of my parts because I'm not that versed in it. I'm still learning mm-hmm. the whole process. So. Um, the parts I make are really the, the simple ones, you know, like I can't, uh, I, I had a, one of the parts I have recently was a compressor and it's, you know, if you look at a compressor, it's got springs and all kinds of valves at the top. That's way beyond my, my skill level. So I'm doing simple stuff. Anyway, the basic process is most of it is machined in brass, uh, because it has to be vulcanized under, you know, uh, thousands of PSI in a, in a vulcanizer to make the mold. Mm-hmm. So you machine it out of brass. Um, so it's either machined with a, a milling machine, which is like a drill press, but a little more uh, precise, and or or the lathe. So you're just you're just kind of sculpting in a way. You're just subtracting material. Um, and the shape I think that I was making at the time was a it's a tapered footing. So it's a say it's a quarter inch square brass stock that comes up, but then it comes to a taper. So you could put like a like a eight by eight post on it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So that's just, that was just in the milling machine and you just kind of, you know, cut away the material you don't want until you get the shape you want. Right. Uh, and, and then it's put into, into the, the mold to make a detail part and a metal. Okay. I, I, have it's, to, it's, I, I have to ask you this, Doug. Yeah. Where do you learn? Where did you learn milling and and and, and metal work like that? Where where did you where did you where did you pick up the, you know how how do you how are you learning all that stuff? Uh, Somebody well, teaching I, you? I, or? I, yeah, uh, I'm fortunate to to be good friends with uh, 
Leo Terrian of, of Crow River Products. Um, okay. I don't know if you know their their parts. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. mostly metal, metal detail parts and kits. Sure. And we've been friends for years, and he's one of the best machinists. I mean, he's made our, you know, almost every master pretty much. Uh, His stuff is other than incredible. The, yep. Yeah, I mean, if you look at our um, HO scale payphone, he's got coin slots for a dime, nickel, and a quarter. Yeah, it's all of that. That's crazy. You know, uh, I mean, it's one thing he did at no scale, but he also did it for me in HO, which is <laughs> nuts, <laughs> including including holes in the rotary to dial the phone, you know. I, so I was he, just, uh, I, yeah, I didn't, you you, you said about, you, you, you started talking about that. I'm thinking to myself, did he just go out and, like, buy this machine <laughs> and just start toying around with it and they figured it no, out. So, I, oh. <laughs> watch, I know, watch I a YouTube the machine. video. <laughs> well, I, I did do, I do do that. I do, oh, okay. I do watch a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> okay. Um, cause you know, I can't, I, if, otherwise I'd beat Leo standing off my shoulder every day. I wish I could, but he's a, he's a, Leo is a master, master craftsman. He's super skilled. So whenever I have questions, I ask him and he's come to my shop and I've gone to his shop and he's showed me things. And so it's a, it's a, it's a big learning curve. I mean, it's a, it's a whole other, it's a whole other lifetime of learning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I I met him and his wife up at the, at the expo and they're they're really super nice people. And I know they, uh, we had Brian Bonger and Jill on, uh, uh-huh. about a month ago and they they said they were talking about them too i guess they they learned from him as them, them as well so yeah. yeah that's that's great and that's great that, and that's the thing in this hobby and you said about community earlier everybody it, 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 when you go to the expo uh, i harp on a million times on these shows it, everybody that's there yeah, they're everybody helps each other. No, yeah, in ways they're competitors, but they're all buds and they're helping each other yeah. out and talking to each other and they work with each other. Some guys, some manu- kit manufacturers cut kits for other kit manufacturers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's 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 really cool to see that and uh, there's some good great people. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's 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 how I know about that, and how I'm still learning. a long way to go. I'm still learning. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 a, it's fascinating. It's a whole other world. I didn't, you know. It's, yeah, it's I, I was thinking new things. Mm-hmm. So, and I was thinking, did did he pick up a micro? I get that micro mark book every three days in my mail <laughs> for some reason. And, uh, and, and it's like I a, it it's like and, a Uline catalog. You yeah, just they just yeah, give exactly. them to you every yeah. other day. <laughs> Keeps showing up. Yeah. And I open it up and I see these these machines and I'm like. They're really cool. I have no clue what they do, but um, <laughs> some of them, you yeah. know. I didn't even know how to turn the damn thing on. It's just, <laughs> it's, because it's just, it's so foreign to you. You know, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a whole different different animal sure. than what you're used to. So, But once you get the hang of it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get you guys together and uh, and talk, and I thought it would be a great show, and it has been. Yeah, uh, to be here. Uh, I look forward to his kits, absolutely. Uh, next, I'm working on E.W. Carker, and uh, oh, cool. I can't wait to – yeah, that's going to be a – that's my next project. It's going to be great. I appreciate you being here. I wanted to say uh, congratulations on um, your anniversary to you, uh, Todd. 
Oh, for me? Oh, yeah. 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 I forgot about that already. Yeah, I was lucky I remembered it on the day. <laughs> I, I don't know if you should say that, but... 30... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My wife doesn't to the podcast, so I'm lucky that way. But she can hear me probably down the hall right now. But, yeah, 34 oh, years I've been married, and, uh, yeah, and uh, it's... it's, it's See, I don't... Uh, it's, been wonderful so i don't have the uh, uh i don't have the, i don't have to worry about forgetting my anniversary because it's uh <laughs> the day before my birthday so if 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 i'm celebrating my birthday and i haven't i haven't said anything about my anniversary i'm in big trouble so <laughs> i think that was planned intentionally <laughs> well thank you frank and i appreciate that but um Congrats. like i said i thank you both for being on and you've been wonderful guests for us over over the last uh the last you know, year year to yeah have. And episode 64, I think we've had Doug on four, Frank four or was, five times And now. Frank was on at it's 30. In some form or another. Frank, Frank, yeah, Frank's been on a couple. He was on 30, and, number 30. Yeah, he, so. he was, yeah. Um, actually, so and I, 30, I did, yeah. did yeah. want to say real quick, Frank, um, I, I, I am going to have my scratch build that you shared uh, done this weekend. So... Um, I got a bunch. I got not my not my scratch build. My kit bash, the Casey's kit bash that you shared. I've so, been looking forward to that, man. I've been, I've been wondering. I didn't want to say anything. No, it's been like ten days, and I've been working on it, but I didn't want to post. It looks huge. It's huge, man. I, I'm excited. There's it's a not lot of, tall. It's a great shape to that. It's not tall, but it's like uh, it's like twelve by thirteen. It's like a big blob. So, uh, um, doesn't have as much height, but it has a lot of like just width. It's just it's a big beefy structure so um, it, has a, it has a huge footprint and uh, I think like I was saying in the comments it's going to be a, a big combination of, of everything that you've been learning and, and putting yeah. forward and I, I can't wait to see it well I have I put some pictures up uh, I think late last weekend of just some real close up stuff so it didn't give away much but I want to hold off until like it's until I'm done done this weekend and just blow it up so uh, I wanted to I just wanted to give you a shout out just to Thanks for sharing that one, and uh, it is coming this weekend. Right on, man. Thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate it, uh, and have a good night. Absolutely. And Thank you. Thanks, yep. guys. Okay, and that interview was awesome. That was um, Doug and Frank. We appreciate them from coming on. Uh, it went a little while, but that was a great interview with those two. It was great to have those two talking. Now, lastly, we need to go over our contest from the previous week's episode. So last week's contest was for everyone to submit a tip of the week. And whoever had the best tip was going to win a little prize pack from us at HO Scale Customs, which included a koozie and a couple little um, a couple little tools and knickknacks to go along. You know, kind of like a little modeling kit, a uh, little care kit. So this week's uh, contest winner and tip was from Scott Perry. So uh, Scott called into our voicemail line and gave us this tip right here. Greetings from a very wet South Carolina. This is Scott Perry with a tip of the week. When I'm putting on rivets, nut, bolt, washer castings, or similar things, I take a piece of double-sided tape and I put the, the sprue of the, of the pieces onto the double-sided tape and then I cut them off, letting them stick onto the tape, and then peel it back so that I can pick them off one at a time and they don't roll around on my, my desk. Have fun. Bye. All right. That, and that was an awesome tip. Uh, we had a, a bunch of other entries. Um, 
a couple of patrons actually called in with some tips too. So we want to thank everyone that participated this week. It was tough. It came down to uh, like three or four at the end. And um, my dad and I voted and we picked um, Scott's as the winner. So uh, if you guys want to participate in this week's contest we're gonna have a new contest each week this week's contest is from my dad actually he came up with this one it was uh, let me scroll to it real quick I'm so sorry the this week's contest is the best painted detail part no larger than a dime so the detail part has to be from the size of a dime or smaller um, it could be painted one it could be one that you've painted in the past, uh, we won't know if you've painted it already, but it's your best painted detail part that is smaller than a dime. Uh, and the only stipulation we have with it is that you take a picture of it and post it to our page with um, a little piece of paper beside it that has HO Scale Customs written on it. So that way we know uh, you didn't just grab a picture from the internet. So. Again, this week's contest, if you post a picture of the best painted detail part you have that is smaller than a dime and you have to keep include a little piece of uh, paper or some kind of way to timestamp it or whatever with HO Scale Customs in it. Uh, so everyone that enters it will be entered into a chance and we'll vote again next week, my dad and I, on the best one of the week. And we'll do the same thing. We'll send a little prize pack out to someone. So it'll include, it'll include like a koozie or some kind of branded thing from us and a couple of other little modeling knickknacks. We also wanted to say one last thing. We are going to be doing a Overtime at the Bench podcast for anyone that, um, any of our patrons that have been kind of waiting out for the Overtime episodes. We kind of, we missed a week or two because of the uh, live builds. So we will be publishing an Overtime at the Bench podcast, which is exclusive to only our patrons. And this week we have a cool um, topic. And I think everyone would enjoy it. So if you guys want access to the Overtime at the Bench episodes, you can always head on over to our Patreon page and support what my dad and I are doing as a team. It helps us grow. It helps us make more content. It helps us keep everything moving with what we're providing you guys. So we um, we appreciate that. You can head on over to patreon.com forward slash customs and get access to this week's new Overtime at the Bench episode. Also, you'll get access to that Overtime at the Bench Facebook page that um, is exclusive to only our patrons. So with that, we, uh, we appreciate it, you guys, and I uh, hope everyone has an awesome modeling weekend. Enjoy it. Just do some kick-ass modeling. Have a good one, Fine Scale Freaks. Later.